0: boys how you doing doing great how about yourself hey man i'm good uh because chipotle named a burrito after miley cyrus
1: (laughs) first answered
0: (laughs) yeah dude chipotle named a burrito after miley cyrus and i gotta say i'm kind of disappointed because it's a vegan burrito like it's like mad healthy and stuff
1: yeah yeah, I guess that wasn't like shocking. I think I, I felt the same way. Where I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be some funky ass delicious burrito," but it's, <laughs> it's not. It's certainly what she eats all the time.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm disappointed. If you go to Chipotle and just say guac is extra, but uh, so is Miley, you'll get this Miley burrito that is plant based. All this stuff, but like, what should be in a Miley Cyrus burrito? Ooh. Like, for real, like, this shouldn't be what a Miley Cyrus burrito should be. No. A Miley Cyrus burrito should have, like, at least mad hot sauce in it or something.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a, fast, that's a fantastic question. I don't even know what the protein should be. Chris, you're the protein expert. Help us out here. What, what would Miley's, the Miley Cyrus protein be? Would, it be? would there be one?
2: Oh, I don't know. I can't Sweet. ever say. You're on
1: mute. Oh,
0: my God. Can you you guys hear me? We've been doing Zoom calls. We've been doing Zoom for 10 months. 10 (laughs) months. And this guy's on mute.
2: I am on mute because there is a uh, singing baby in the other room that is quite loud. Um, I, I, I do know a lot about protein. I can't say that I have ever been asked a question like this before. Tell me what is Miley Cyrus's protein yeah dude i don't i have no idea i did hear i she was on i think rogan uh yeah. not long ago and she talked about how she's like totally changed up her lifestyle and i guess like vegan diet has been part of it um and like she even talked about like not drinking and stuff like that because she likes waking up in the morning and like feeling like she can be productive for the day so that i mean that that is all totally throwing me for a loop and like i feel like if i knew what the miley burrito was gonna look like in the past i sure as hell don't know uh what it (laughs) what it looks like now and what miley's protein what miley's protein sources i have no idea i i can't answer that one
1: yeah, well, it's probably other- it as yeah, Good. It's it's got to have black beans and pinto beans and super <laughs> hot hot sauce because it's just gonna ruin your day and your night, right? <laughs> it's just you got to start nasty because it's gonna end nasty, probably. Yeah.
0: And it should be called the wrecking ball burrito. Oh, there like it is. this could have been better. You know, I know people grow up and they evolve, but this could have been more fun. It could have been. Right. Could have been more fun. But like, <laughs> what other celebrities need burritos? Do you think? Do you have a celebrity in mind? of who you would name a burrito after and like what you would put in it?
2: (laughs) These questions are amazing.
0: (laughs) It's a tough one. I I have one. I think there should be a Kanye burrito, right? Okay. And it's a surprise. You have absolutely no idea what you're going to get. Like you go to Chipotle and you're like, I want the Kanye burrito. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I want the Kanye burrito and you have no idea what you're going to get. You might get the best chicken burrito bowl you've ever had in your life, or you might get barbacoa with all of the salsas that you hate. And it's the worst burrito of your life, <laughs> but like you're getting something. It's a surprise. You paid for it. That's, that's the Kanye burrito.
2: That's, that's good. I, I like that. That makes me think of like other artists, like musical artists that have um, like changed up the style of music that they, they produce and like their burrito would be different every time you get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's, a, that's exactly what I was thinking too, Chris. And I think we have the Taylor Swift burrito.
2: Yeah. Ooh.
0: And
1: okay. I- instead of it being different every time, it's kind of built in its own little zones. It's got three zones within it. That first zone, it's just chicken. It's cheese. It's lettuce. It's plain. It's pinto beans. It's safe. That middle zone kicks it up a little bit not you really get some, some chipotle you get a, bit, a little bit of salsa and you definitely have some guac in there and then the back end is just it's just <laughs> rice chris... Yeah. chris doesn't chris doesn't like the back end the back. the back end is a little bit uh safer it's the it's like the vegan aspect i think i think that's where you have your vegan yes. in part is on zone number three with kind of how She's evolved in her music styles as to where we are in 2020 today. That vegan burrito is on the end of
2: it. So you get all three of those in one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Taylor Swift. Yeah. Zone three has no seasoning at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the burrito just drops off at the end. <laughs> in zone three. It just, you know, no. No you, you, meat to You today.
1: get to it and the back just falls out and like you don't even realize it. It just goes all over the place and you're just looking at it going...
2: What happened here? <laughs> didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, that I didn't was... want a bowl. This is a bowl. I didn't want a bowl.
0: <laughs> You're like holding it and all of a sudden. Oh, just, it goes away. Yeah.
1: What
0: are we doing? Oh my gosh. But yeah, that was fun. Would you guys want, like, what would you guys want named after you? Just like any, is there a sandwich you want named after you? Would you want a burrito named after you? Would you want, I don't know, any food item
2: named after you? I think specifically huevos rancheros okay (laughs) like my own take on it does that surprise you at all
1: (laughs) if it wasn't pizza eggs it's definitely huevos rancheros that's a good one
2: too that's you know that's
1: a specialty on the menu Ooh boy that's a great question mine would either if it's a food item it's got to be something pumpkin flavored no doubt about it the like the the steel city basic
2: steel city (laughs) basic bitch Um. Oh, wait, though, I don't, this is a funny story actually. Um, We had a tailgate like a year or two ago where uh, we had a pizza oven at the tailgate and (laughs) paper plates. And we had people write down what they wanted on the paper plates and then, you know, write down the type of pizza, all the toppings, then we would make it for them and let them know when it was ready. Of course, Dan, (laughs) with his name, he wrote Steel City Dan next to what he wanted. And then after he got his pizza, like people kept looking at the paper plate and saying, oh, can I have the Steel City, Dan? They thought <laughs> they thought it was like a menu item at the tailgate that day. So you might also have a pizza, Dan.
1: That's that's true. I totally forgot about that. I'm so glad you, you said that, that the Steel City, Dan pizza, that, and then give me a beer, give me the Steel City sour th- to go with it. It pairs beautifully. We're going to open this place up real soon and it'll maybe one of those old pizza huts that you always recognize with a roof. We're just going to take into one of those and pizza (laughs) ovens are already in there. We'll serve beer with it. It'll be great.
2: That or like a family
1: video. (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) That's the restaurant. It's family video, but it's a restaurant inside. (laughs) I love it that's it <laughs> oh man yeah mine would be a uh, i'd have a hot dog named after me i think that's what i would go for i would have a hot dog because i specifically like a lot of things on my hot dog like onion uh i like jalapeno peppers i like banana peppers on it ketchup mustard relish like i even want like an extra you know even a, like relish is pickles i just want like a dill pickle on the side but yeah <laughs> wow yeah that's Fully a that's what i one named that's yeah. intense Well, boys, uh, since we talked about burritos, let's get started with the Brunch Breakdown. (laughs) I'm DD out here in California. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And Dan, tell everybody where they can find all this great Brunch Breakdown content.
1: Absolutely. You can find uh, the Brunch Breakdown anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, just to name a few. And go ahead and when you find us there, hit subscribe. That way, these episodes... Uh, get delivered to you every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, they'll get delivered right to you uh, without the need to go searching for those individual links that we send out uh, on our social media platforms. Don't forget uh, the full video episodes. So we've got a lot of visuals throughout these things, and you don't want to miss some of them. Maybe you've seen the clips, but you can see the full video. Uh, Those premiere on our YouTube and Facebook pages also on Wednesdays, and then they're available anytime on demand in both of those resources as well. And of course, the rest of our social media platforms. We are at Brunch Breakdown. We have talked about Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram is where follow us there.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, today on the show, we're going to be getting into volume three of, is it volume three or volume four? Where are we at? Volume four. Volume four. Whoa, yeah. volume four of our Now, That's What I Call, brunch series. We talk all about uh, a different era of the Now music album series, and this one uh, should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it, and we'll talk about what we're listening to. We will get off very, very various uh, topics off our chest, and but we're going to get things started, guys, with what I love. Bruise Day. Chris, you love Bruise Day. Dan, you love Bruise Day. Chris, get us started. What are you sipping on during the show today?
2: Yeah, so if you're joining us for the first time in a while, uh, Bruise Day, we record these episodes on Tuesdays, so we make it Bruise Day because Tuesday is the only day of the week that doesn't have a good identity, and we're trying to change that. So for my Bruise Day, I don't know about you guys, have you seen these uh, beer advent calendars? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I got one. Hey. <laughs> It's full of German beers, which is really cool. Um, but they're all like legit German beers, so I don't know what the hell any of them are, yes. and yes. I don't really know where they come from. Um, but the one I picked today is called Grant Grandle, I think. Um, and it's a Bavarian lager. Okay. So I'm excited to to give it a try. <laughs> And to try and learn about this specific beer, I looked it up on Beer Advocate, and I want to read the top description of it. It is um, from somebody named Gordon, and he says, uh, this beer is not bad, very drinkable, but unremarkable. (laughs) And he says, it's not overly sweet. It has a dry finish. And this is my favorite part. It looks like beer, and it smells like beer. So... Cheers to Bruise Day, my friends.
1: Wow. That's amazing. It it must taste like a beer. That's
2: well, us I'll I'll tell you. That's
1: about all you can tell us, right?
2: It tastes like a beer. Drinks like a beer. Damn it, he's right. <laughs> it tastes like Spot a beer. On. Yeah.
0: Gosh, man. Uh, yeah, that's like the that's another slogan for the podcast that we could steal right there. It's like it it sounds like a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast.
1: snow <laughs> shirt coming. Oh God.
0: All right, well, for Bruce Day, I've got the uh, Sierra Nevada hazy little thing, IPA. I love Sierra Nevada. I love all they do. and uh, I haven't had this before. so I was like, let me try this and I'll open it up for Bruce Day. But guys, I'm a little nervous since we we put out the, you know, the the Bruise Day Constitution last week that we have to open it on the show. I'm a little nervous because <laughs> I had to change my daughter before I came on here and she knocked it like off of like the changing table because I was coming from her room right in here. So I just had it with me while I was changing and <laughs> she kicked it off. So, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but bear with me. I'm excited. Oh, we're good. Oh man, we're good. Ooh. We're safe. We're safe.
1: Shouts Unexpectedly to day. Clean. That's disappointing. That's disappointing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what are you sipping
1: on? Uh, it's funny you mentioned that I, I did break the constitution because I had a similar incident with the beer that I have. And I was way too nervous because I thought no way I talked about a, a, a can bomb last weekend. I come in here and I just take one that's shaken up. So I had to be certain. So apologies for that. It is already open. Uh, one that I have for uh, Brews bruise day this week, I go back to a brewery I highlighted a couple of weeks ago, a platform a beer company out of Cleveland. Huge, huge fan of, of their beers. And they have a, a slushy style sour line. Um, it's their, their Martian series. And it's really, really unique. Um, that's something that they're, they're expanding on a little bit more. And that's right up Steel City Dan's alley. So had to go with it. Uh, trying to keep within the, the holiday theme here a little bit. This beer is actually green. Uh, It's green apple, pineapple, and passion fruit, as you can see uh, right there. The beer itself is also green, not just the can, as I am showing you here. Um, It is uh, fairly tart, so depending on how you like your sours, if you like them extra tart, extra sour, extra extra sweet, this is uh, more along the, the tart realm. You get a lot of passion fruit, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge green apple fan on anything because... It nothing that flavor it has a flavor of green apple actually tastes like a green apple. I'm talking and looking at you jolly ranchers um mm. but so I was a little bit nervous, but this isn't give you that false fake green apple taste it's it's real uh it it's tart it's fruity like a green apple would be, and the the passion fruit actually comes through uh quite a bit too. They also brew this with vanilla and it, it doesn't come through wide right, right away but as it's warmed up a little bit, I'm getting some more and more vanilla on the back end of it, which makes it delightful. That really true slushy smoothie style. So, boys, uh, Green Martian from Platform, it's delicious. And cheers!
0: God, Dan, the way you describe beer is just <laughs> amazing. He went like this when he said passion fruit. I like know. He he's thinking fruit. the passion
2: fruit. Passion yeah. fruit.
1: Yeah, that's real.
0: It's just, and it's, and it's, and just, he's throwing out all these flavors. And then he's
1: just like, and it, but it's, it's made with vanilla. You'll taste that vanilla That brewed with that vanilla on that back end. You will, you may not expect that at first, but usually you let stouts warm up and the flavors are enhanced. That's natural and sours. You don't want that to happen, but this one for some reason is happening. So I had to, I had to mention that. Hey man, looks like a beer tastes like a beer. Tastes like a beer. This may not look like one inside, but. It tastes like what?
0: Happy bruise Day. Cheers, boys. Happy bruise Day. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, get it off our chests. We got various topics on our mind, so we get it off our chest. Chris, get us started. Get it off your chest, there.
2: All right. I need to dig this up because an, a very interesting um, text was sent with my family, and it came from... Mm-mm. Uh, my mom, she was cleaning out the house. Okay. Uh, Or one of the rooms in the house. And uh, she came across (laughs) an old report card of mine (laughs) from high school. And it was like during SAT prep time. And like the comments from the, the SAT prep instructors were just awful. I will tell you that like I gave growing up, I gave, the few courses that I was really interested in, I gave them my all, but for the most part, like I did enough to get by. And that was pretty much it. And it really took me until I think, you know, my late twenties and turning, you know, into my early thirties where I am now to like find where that really, uh, legit work ethic is to like, figure out what you want to do, apply yourself to it as much as you can and in the right ways, right? As much as you can't possibly can and like see where it can go. And so I like the comments were awful. They were like, Chris needs to apply himself more in class. There was one for like the math questions. It was like, uh, Chris needs to not just put an answer and actually show his work. And I, I'm sure back then I was like, I don't need to, sh- why do I need to show my work to you? I don't care what you think about my work. Was the answer right? If the answer was right, then I was right. But like, I, I wanted to talk about this because it made me reflect on like how my work ethic in the past just really was like kind of half-assed and you you eventually, I think you find what you're passionate about and then you really, once you find that thing, find out where your work ethic can go and like how much you can actually put into something that you love. So if you're listening and you haven't found that thing that you're passionate about, um, I encourage you to continue to explore and find things uh, that, that you're interested in and see if there's some way that you can grow that into something bigger. Because once you find what you're passionate about, it makes it really easy to put in more and more and more work and get better and more dedicated at the thing that you want to do. So uh, it was a cool thing, one, to laugh at myself about, but also to uh, reflect on you know, how far I've come from that teenager that really didn't give a shit about much to now doing things that, you know, I, I very much believe in. So that's, that's the message this week. And shout out mom. Thanks for uh, putting me on blast and the Gates family text message with my awful report cards. Maybe. That is not where I thought that was going no <laughs> I
0: on it where I thought it was going honestly I thought it was like your mom found an old report card of yours and then like a bunch of other stuff and she wants to send it to your house because that's my problem my parents <laughs> are offloading all their junk Halloween decorations offloading it they're saying all oh, the kids will love it no no you guys are just sending me your junk that's what you're doing I thought that's where that was going
2: well that is also very real um <laughs> And that happens as well, but not, not that, not the topic this week. No, (laughs) Dan, get it off your chest. Uh,
1: Boys, we haven't had a wedding update in a while. Oh, so I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's appropriate to have to be uh, for, for time for one. Sorry. I'm trying to do three things at once. I'm making sure my right (laughs) microphone is on. Um, Did either of you have a videographer, not a photographer, but a videographer at your wedding? I did. Didi, you did. Yes.
2: I did. We did not have a videographer. No.
1: Okay. So I knew videographers were a thing, but I really didn't know if that was going to be a direction that we went. Uh, it seems like a lot of people maybe don't do them as much as they used to. Uh, we are going in that direction. And so it's very interesting from the stages of choosing a, a photographer, which takes a lot of time. Uh, to really go through a bunch of portfolios and things like that and checking out the style of photographs that you like to pick your photographer. But picking a videographer, if it's not the same group or the same person, boy, that is <laughs> that is intense. Let me tell you something about it. Um, it's like being the ultimate movie critic, where you're just <laughs> watching these things, watching these Highlight films, right, of somebody else's wedding. And you're like, Ugh. first of all, you're judging the hell out of their wedding, right? You're like, oh, did you see what she's wearing? Oh, did you see where they are? It's amazing. Uh, and then you're judging the videographer as well for their work. Uh, you're judging the people that are in it, their guests, and how they're able to capture them. Um, it's like you're the head of a studio, and you're just like, no, no, I, I don't want to see anymore. On to the next one. And that's what it is. And this takes hours. Because these highlight films take anywhere from three and a half minutes all the way up to 12. And if that's all that they're there to show you, you got to watch the 12 minute video to get a feel for this videographer. I had no idea how intense this was because if you don't, I'm very opinionated when it comes to this stuff, especially like photographs and videos. Those are the things you're taking with you, right? And that you have forever. Yeah, you got memories and you got other things like that, but these are the things that you keep looking at. So, they got to be spot on for me. So, I'm pretty stingy. I give my fiance a lot of credit for putting up with that, first of all, and doing a lot of the research ahead of, t- ahead of time. Um, because we see, I, I don't know all things, but the style of videographer and photographer is, uh, is, is difficult. There's so much that goes into it, it's the style of how they shoot, the, the music choice that they choose for their videos. Is there slow motion? Is there not slow motion? How long is it? How much does it cost? What do you get at the end? Do you get raw footage? Do you get them for the full day? It's exhausting. It takes a lot of time. Uh, I wasn't mentally prepared for all that, but I know that in the end, it's worth it to to make sure it's right. And we have the right person to do that. So that's where things are. Uh, Shouts to two friends of the podcast, uh, our good friend Ryan and Eric, who recently got engaged Welcome to the club, boys. If you're having a videographer, be ready. Be ready for hours of being a movie critic and just going and watching through videos and being the most judgy person you could have ever been in your life. It's fun and exhausting all at the same time. Um, and it's almost over. We almost have who we need. So getting down to the, 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 the selection process here, uh, and we'll have a, a winner to pick. So I'll be glad to put this in our rearview mirror
0: dude uh the video is really cool to have it's really cool to have like it's not something that you need but it's definitely something that's really cool to have like and make sure that they use the music that you want and don't be worried about putting it on the internet because we had videos that i like mm-hmm. posted on instagram and got taken down because they had real music in them but like right. they're my videos, so like i don't care but, sorry they just they couldn't go on instagram because they've got like a kanye song playing in the background they've got something else so like yeah like you just use the music that you want. Tell them to use that. Don't use like generic music, like use the stuff that like you want them to use.
1: Yeah. We found out that those are the better videos. And that's usually all the person says is that, Oh, you just can't post it on the internet or whatever. And it's like, yeah. well, that's not what we wanted for anyways. So um, it's interesting. Like I said, I didn't know we were going to, my fiance would be interested in having the video, but she's on this, you know, wedding community Facebook group. And they say the one regret <laughs> that most brides have is not having a video. You have your you have your your photographs, but not having a video is a big thing that comes up. So all of a sudden that's part of the budget and part of the decision process. So it's been uh it's been fun.
0: <laughs> and another suggestion, make sure you have two. We'll talk about this the other time. We don't have to bore everybody okay. the podcast. But like, I need
2: those details, yeah. Just
0: letting you know. Make sure you have there's, you know, they give you the full package if you're gonna do it. There's reasons. There's reasons. Good to know. Yeah.
1: Had to get off my chest. Thanks, man. Nice.
0: I love it. All right, well, boys, I gotta get this off my chest. Um, my daughter is basically Daniel Dudley Jr. That's who she is, and it's terrifying. And my wife knows this, and I feel really bad for my wife because we have a daughter, we have a son, but you know, you always want your daughter to, you know, your daughter be like you. And a little things, there's a little things she does that are like Siobhan, but for the most part, it's me. So, like, I see a lot of parent-teacher conferences in my future. I see just a lot of just having to deal with a lot of really dumb things that like my daughter decides to say to teachers, not mean things because I was not a mean child. I was not a violent child. I just was an opinionated person. I just talked a lot because if I thought the teacher was wrong, I needed to like, you know, tell them why I thought they were wrong. Then I'd end up going to the principal's office. And you know, since my mom worked in the middle school, they would walk me over to the middle school and just say, I can't deal with him. He's yours today. Um, and I feel like that's what's going to happen with my daughter because anytime she looks back at me and says something and it's gibberish, right? I know something ridiculous just came out of her mouth. Like not mean, not violent, not hateful, just absolutely ridiculous came out of her mouth and I can already see it. So like just warning the world, there's another me out there. My name is Saoirse and it's coming. Had to get that off my chest.
2: Can't wait. Yeah. Dude.
0: Yeah, people think that it's always like, yeah, the girl, the girl, the boy's the boy. No, no, no. Nope. It's not the no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. I need both my kids to be like my wife. It's not like.
2: <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> oh, boys. Well, that was get it off your chest. If it's the first time listening to the podcast, we just talk about various things. And then we get into the main course, which is now, that's what I call brunch volume. For the last of our installment of a very, I mean, I don't want to say it's exhausting. This
2: has been fun
0: going through all the Now volumes,
2: right? It's yeah. Been, yeah. It's I would say time consuming. Okay. There you go.
1: That's appropriate. Yeah. Not exhausting, <laughs> time consuming, but yes, like you said, DD, very enjoyable to to kind of go through these various eras of Now and see how not only music has changed, but how Now themselves has changed in how they're selecting their music, what they're promoting, what they're doing <laughs> in all of that, and that they are still pumping out now albums up to this day. So it's it's been fun. It's been a fun look back in time. Yeah, man. Now seventy seven is out. <laughs> now is it
0: seventy six or seventy seven? I forget. One of the two. I saw a commercial for it. Seventy seven, I think, is coming out that. like next week. So Jeez.
2: <laughs> Mark Get
0: ready. <laughs> Well, which ones are we going over today? Dan, tell us. Tell the people what years are we going through today for the last round of now.
1: Yeah, this is the last round. Uh, so we're looking at now uh, volumes fifty three. We left off at fifty two, so this is fifty three through seventy two, which takes us from the years of two thousand and fifteen to 2019 we've kind of tried to clump all of these uh eras into five-year segments and uh the first one had a couple extra ones on the on the front end but the album totals worked out with for that anyway so naturally we didn't want to include 2020 for a, a number of reasons uh so we stopped at 2019 uh with the last of the now volumes. so 53 through 72 is our last group picking the last member uh to enter the final four we've got volume five volume 20 in volume 48 as our other 3 so we picked that final final fourth uh, component to go uh, into our championship round here today this is going to be this is going to be fun yes. chris
0: get us started man What are we throwing up on the big now that's what i call brunch <laughs> screen
2: first so uh, before we actually put oh. a compilation up i i want to talk about just this era that we evaluated in, you know, in comparison to the other eras that we've looked at, because this is the end, right? Um, And I actually want you guys to go before me because I was largely uninspired by this round of now. (laughs) Um, And I think, you guys tell me what you think about this, but I think like, when I think about now, that's what I call music. There's some nostalgia piece to it that I'm expecting. And I think probably by no fault of its own, mo- most of this music is not that old. So I feel like I'm still hearing these songs, you know, on the radio or, or elsewhere. And um, these ones just didn't pull at me the way the first three rounds of all of this did i don't know did you guys have any of that going on um i was like oh wow we're
0: like to we're caught up now that's honestly what i thought i was like wait this song is not all that old but then there were songs that i was like wait oh this song did come out four years ago like cheerleader
1: (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i it's interesting you put it that way chris where there's nostalgia nostalgia that's what you call it (laughs) now
0: Nalja, done
1: Nostalgia associated with everything else we've come up to this point and a lot of that had to do yeah with where we were at those point in time uh, that we went over is whether it be middle school going through high school going through college and then even just right out of college when we're running rampant around the the streets (laughs) and the bars and uh, clubs and things like that. And this era is kind of like the first thing where none of that is the case. We're all grown ass adults and we've had jobs this whole time and this is just new music. Uh, it's popular music that's we're hearing mostly on the radio, uh, nowhere else. So it's yeah, it's that feeling of whoa, we're 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 caught up. This is this is the new age here when we've, you know, there's a different association with with this new music. I think even if we're looking at now, 15 years from now, um, I don't know if there's a nostal- uh, nostalgic, uh, you know, connection to this group of songs from this this time period. So it's it's interesting, but yeah, we're there. We're caught up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're caught up and uh who knows? Like you said, maybe 10, 15 years from now I'll look back on now 72 and think, "Oh man, remember what life was like then, but like I didn't have any of that this time around." So, um so I'm open to I had one that kind of stuck out for me, but I'm I, I I I would love to hear either one of your picks first and we can throw those up on the screen and and see if the one that I had matched anything that you guys had
0: all right well cool I'll go uh throw up 71
1: Mm.
0: throw up 71 Mm. and this is I mean this is where I'm like oh we caught up but this collection of songs is just really good and I was doing this thinking about it the way that you just said it Chris I'm like in a few years i'm gonna be thinking about you know these so these specific songs just as a very good era of music like we've got you know post malone on here we've got the jonas brothers comeback stuff on here that was never supposed to be good but it's freaking good <laughs> got sean mendez on here if i can't have you it's my favorite sean mendez song got ariana grande off the song of her best album to lead you know Katy perry Get that that's away a, good Katie perry song, it's really a good Katy perry
1: song though never really over is a good Katy perry song it's fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know but like but, but it's just you have lizzo on here you have dj khaled on here as well like there's just a lot of really great music on here that i will look back to in this time when you're you know throwing stuff on or you all of a sudden you hear a song lil nas x old town road is on here too like that's these are you know these are just a great collection of songs that really kind of tell you you know what were you listening to in 2019 all right now 71 throw this on you know, a little sweet but psycho. Get that going. And also, big thing, reason why I picked this, because you go through this list, and you're like, wow, this is really good. It's really good. It's really good. And then you get to Dan and Shay speechless at the end. And like, every time I was in an Uber past 1 a.m., this song came on. <laughs> this song came on. It didn't matter. Where, honestly, it just didn't matter where I was. It didn't matter where I was, what car. It didn't matter who the driver was, nothing. It was Speechless by Dan and Shay, because those guys have this ability to just have songs that just play all the time and just like tequila speechless. They're just good at it. But yeah, I love, I love now 71, but my favorite now 57, that's my winner here guys. Now 57. Wow. That was quick, Chris. Good work. Man, telling you, man, we got young John King up here doing the thing. (laughs) But now 57, this is my winner, and it's pretty obvious why. I mean, sorry, Justin Bieber. We got confident Demi Lovato. Great Ariana Grande song right there. We got Ellie. We got Ellie Goulding, Selena Gomez, The Weeknd, Alessia Carr's first hit. We got Dea. Pittsburgh, Hideaway on there, A Cake by the Ocean. This right here, my favorite Charlie Puth song, One Call Away. And Chris, he has a weird relationship with Charlie Puth this week. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like this now 57 out of all of the nows, I was like, I'm, I was kind of hit and miss with a lot of this now era, but this one was my favorite by far.
1: Yeah, I had this one as a, it, it wasn't in my top, but this was one that I had noted as a super, super strong contender and looking at it again, I kind of like what we went through last week. I'm like, shoot, maybe this should have been <laughs> uh, the one because even songs that I don't care for as much anymore on here, I can respect as good songs and they're still being played to this day that Andy Grimmer uh yeah. good to be Alive" song is just super annoying but it's being played <laughs> everywhere uh, uh Renegades by X Ambassadors is on here uh just to mention some other ones that uh towards the back end we always talk about the back end of these albums and how they seem to be uh weaker uh, this one this one isn't there's some solid yeah. hits all the way from from really start to finish so now 57 yeah really strong
2: yeah, see this is exactly why I wanted you guys to go first. Okay. Because like you you guys make me think as you're talking about this more of just like the uh the man, what am I what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the relevancy of the songs as opposed to like if they're good songs or not. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. That whole time and place thing, I feel like it was hard for me to focus on the time and place aspect because like we're kind of still in that time and place but like, you, you know, you're, you're right when I look through this list on 57 like that's a lot of big artists with a lot of songs uh, that were quite big at that, at that time and place. Yeah, sure. and we're
0: talking this is it I know it's sometimes hard to think about it like this but it's like this is from 2015. <laughs> You know, it's like Mm -hmm. that was so so six years. It's almost six years ago. You know, we're talking. You know, because that Justin Bieber. Sorry, it feels like it just came out, but like it was a minute ago. Like that was a while back. You know, and um, but yeah, I think that was kind of. But yeah, like I said before, like that was kind of my thing going through this now. Think was man, these songs came out yesterday. Then you look at back, you're like, oh wait, Iggy Azalea was famous six years ago. (laughs) Shoot.
1: Yeah, you're right. This was kind of that era where it it felt like they were much more recent than when you look at when they actually came out. It was a little bit more eye-opening that way. Uh, 57 strong. 57 strong. I do like your pick here, Didi. Uh, Chris, if if you want us to continue, um, I'll give you my uh, runner-up. That was number 61. So now 61, if you don't mind J.K., John King, pulling that up. On the big board here, yeah, hell yeah, we got those songs on the end that everybody had to listen to this time. <laughs> Out time, let's go. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy, this this one was really tough to not pick. Um, you've got peak Bruno Mars with twenty four k magic, uh, Maroon Five, Alessia Cara, Ariana Grande, uh, more Bieber, him in uh DJ Snake with Let Me Love You, amazing song. We get the weekend. Dude, Black Beatles. That song was huge. Ray Schremer. That song was huge. Time and place, man. That's yes. A, th- dude, ab- that is the Mannequin Challenge. That's the Mannequin Challenge. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's how it got so big. Uh, helped it get so big. Uh, Broccoli. By the artist formerly known as Big Baby Drum, Now going by his uh, legal, uh, his government name, Shelly. Um, but <laughs> Juju on that beat. Fifth Harmony. Uh, All Time Low by John Vellian. I mean, it's just Hey Violet, Shawn Mendez, Niall Horn. We finally get some 1D splitting up and we're going to get the, some of that solo career here too. Um, and then extra sp- shouts out on the the now that what's next. Talk about those songs that are at the end that are basically not very good most of the time. Uh, we've got Borns on here with my girl Dagny. We've got JoJo and Wiz Khalifa. I mean, Maggie Rogers. Are you kidding yeah. me? Shouts to now for being in early on those songs. So now 61 uh, a, a close runner up for me, but this was just like, boom, 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 boom. Hit after hit tough not to pick this one.
2: Yeah, this, this was the one that I talked I said at the beginning, that was the one that, that I picked uh, because it just felt like as I went through it, it was the only one that I, you know, I listened through the entire thing and didn't really feel compelled to pass over something. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, Dan, like even down to the end, like the, with the now what's next. Um, I hadn't heard some of those, but even those I felt like I wasn't compelled to just skip over it and rush to see what's left on the album. So um, this is, this is the one I had uh, that really stood out was, was now 61. Okay. Well, that's going to make this interesting.
0: 61. I had written down. wasn't, wasn't my runner up. Almost was, but yeah, 61 is, that's, okay. that's no skips
1: right there, man. Right, right. Uh, which takes me to my favorite, uh, which we've already seen. But I'd like you to pull it up again, if you don't mind. Now 71. Oh. Now 71. Um Dee-Dee, you've gone through most of this already. Billie Eilish gets picked as a now next artist uh, somewhere in the 60s and here at 71 bad guy makes its appearance one of my favorite songs ever period that'll never change ever now, no matter how old i am billy eilish is on this album finally getting uh a bit of spotlight from from the now fam um but these songs by these artists are just top tier songs from all of them wow yeah. from post malone uh you mentioned old town road uh We won't get into the Katy Perry songs, but we have five seconds of summer Um, juice from Lizzo. Now that's very important. If it was another Lizzo song, (laughs) (laughs) I might roll my eyes just a little bit, not because of the song, just because of other reasons surrounding the song, but juice by Lizzo. So this is early Lizzo. This is great stuff here. Um, You mentioned the, if I can't have you by Shawn Mendes, how great that is. Break up with your girlfriend on board by Ariana Grande. People go crazy over that song. It's amazing. She's absolutely incredible. Um, and then, yeah, not being a big country guy, uh, Dan and Shay, I, that's a huge song. I know that is. Lewis Capaldi, uh, that's a, a big song too. So it was between, yeah, 61, 71 were tough for me, but I gave the the slight edge to, to 71. And that maybe because more of these songs are still played today because it's a little bit newer uh, and they still resonate that much, but it's just like some of the biggest songs – in the last five years total or on this album alone. That's my pick
0: like 71 Christopher.
2: With, yeah. I mean, it seems like what it's between 61 and 71, right? Didi, your, what was your top pick? 57 50. Okay. So Dan had 71 as a number one. Didi had it as a number two. I had 61 as a number one. Dan had it as a number two. So, I mean... Oh, boy. I don't... I, I, I would be comfortable with either one. I, I think, like, as we've talked this out, like I said before, um, I, I'm, I think 61 grabbed me more because there it was just older songs. So, it was more of, like, a callback than 71 was. Um, but I would be comfortable with either one. I mean, I think they're both packed with really legitimate music. I, oof, Dee, I gotta what say, are you, what do you o- think
0: of looking at 61? I, I feel like we gotta go with 61. I like 61.
1: Okay. Let's pull it back up. Here we go.
0: Yes. I feel like you have peak. Uh, You not peak, but like you have some really, really great stuff, like greatest hits album stuff by The Weeknd, by Alessia Cara. You know, you've got Maroon 5 and Kendrick, which is a good song. I mean, it's a a really good song. It's just like those two on a track together is not something that you think would happen. And it Mm -hmm. it did happen at that time. You know, Uh, Broccoli is great. Juju on that beat. That was, you know, part of the, you know, they came in right after Silento. (laughs) <laughs> and uh right and kept the dance crazes going you know the best girl group of the decade fifth harmony
2: yeah
1: like They're, that song's number 10 on this list that's crazy uh, that's that's such a that that's my girl is a really really good song and it probably didn't get as much play as it should have because they just when they put out albums it was just like there were like six singles on them and they were yeah. just hit <laughs> after hit and so songs like that can get easily forgotten um and not that this is necessarily done from best to worst song, but there's kind of a flow and feel to that based on how now does it. They load up early. Um sneaky song, Hey Violet's on here. Guys my age. Yeah. Didi, you gave me a, a Hey Violet signed album. Yes, I did. Fantastic. I still have you're it. welcome. I appreciate that. Um <laughs> 61's good. 61's really, really good. Yeah, there's no you don't, you're not skipping any song on here i don't think
0: yeah yeah is that it 61's gotta be it sounds like it yeah shout out to shout out to rachel get back together guys yeah (laughs) please for the love of god get back together guys i need more rachel in
1: my life god like beatles it's just a fire song so good so good so that's it guys that one uh that, that was that was interesting there with with picking 61 but I'm glad we go through and do these live we don't discuss this stuff ahead of time at all as tempted as I am to text you guys in the middle of listening to these albums I try not to to save it um for this because I know it's going to be a very interesting discussion we're going to make up these kind of decisions on the fly uh just looking at it in the moment so uh that's it uh let's put it in the big board so that takes us to our final 4 Uh, started off with now volume five volume 20 last week we picked volume 48 and now our fourth selection is now volume 61 Uh, so nothing too close together there which means this is going to be fantastic comparing these final four albums up against each other you know we don't have Uh, anything that's too, too close together. So we really do have these eras uh, split out, starting from, again, we started in 1998 with these and rolled all the way into 2019 with some amazing music. It's going to be much, much harder to make (laughs) the decisions moving forward to find the best now album at all time. Chris, you mentioned that nostalgia thing. How do you like remove that and try to pick it based on best songs? But time and place play such a role with so many of these, so... That is going to be a surefire debate. uh, What we're probably looking at two weeks from now for our now winner.
2: Are we, are we planning to crowdsource feedback on this in any way? Like, are we going to be doing polls or anything like that?
1: We should. Yeah, we we should. Now now we have our final four. Let's, let's do that. I totally agree.
2: Yeah. We need to make some like graphics or something and put the, the track list on there. um, Because, I feel like if we're, I mean, we're, we're doing yeoman's work here. Okay. Absolutely. We're doing something that the rest of the country has been too afraid to do. But um, I do think since we're doing this for our country, uh, they, we should, we should solicit some input in some way. I think it would be good.
0: Yeah. I feel like since new year's is coming, People are going to make a playlist for New Year's, especially since you're. we're all going to be at home anyways. You got to have that fire playlist for your home, you know, socially distant situation. And like a perfect way to do one of these polls is like, which one of these nows are you going to play for your New Year's Eve party? Ooh. You know what I mean? You got to play one of these on New Year's Eve for that last hour. What you got? Five twenty forty eight 48, or 61. Oh boy. Like I think that's where it goes. Cause I feel like now is a good thing to play on new years. Cause you know what I mean? Like you're not going to, cause like Dan and I are not good people to make the playlist for new Year's (laughs) (laughs) because like, we'll have songs on there that everyone loves. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, have you heard the new Maggie Rogers? And people are like, what is this?
1: I roll (laughs) and who is (laughs) this? What What is this? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're like, well, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You need the hits. That's what now is for. And I think that's a good way to kind of tie this into things so uh yeah but boys uh before we um before we get to what we're listening to currently uh let's go down the list of uh what was the best song that you listened to best song maybe you forgot about best song you just heard you're like oh shoot this was
1: my jam in these nows for me the 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 best song was lean on and you both (laughs) know why uh featuring meh uh, just an absolutely incredible song even more in, in incredible live uh so lean on uh was the one that I will never forget and my favorite song from it uh best one that I maybe and again these are newer so not forgot but for, just forgot a little bit about how great it was maybe uh was remind me to forget by kago and Miguel. oh oh. I mean, at the time, I remember feeling that way, but it was just one of those things where so it's song's a couple years old and it just hasn't been played. And it's still that damn good. That's one that I forgot about a little bit. That's a fire song.
2: Yeah, I don't know that there was really much that I forgot about. There wasn't one that, um, I don't know. There were a couple of artists that I more or less were like, oh, I haven't heard from them in a while. You know, like I heard like Deo was on there a few times and I just was thinking- you know, I know I'm not the most in touch with new music, but I thought it's been a little while since I've heard anything from Daya and like I totally forgot about how big Fifth Harmony was. I don't know what they're doing today, but um like Dan said like there was that they had like six singles in a row that were just like everywhere um and yeah, that kind of stuck out.
1: You know, do you know that yes. they're no longer a group? No have you heard of no uh, camila cabello yes there you go okay she, she was... was a member
2: of fifth harmony oh there you go I didn't there you go
1: that. so you just trying to trying to educate here
2: i appreciate that yeah we, yeah
1: we need fifth harmony to get back together we need yeah, that we to do. happen i don't know when but we need it
0: yeah uh best song i forgot about thomas red die happy man but the nelly version <laughs> don't know if you guys know this, but Nelly has a version of Die A Happy Man, and it's better than Thomas Rhett's version of Die a Happy Man. <laughs> Letting you guys know right now. Freaking great.
1: So why has Nelly why has Nelly come up in every single one of these post <laughs> now debates, whether it's best Dude, or worst song? It
0: <laughs> keeps himself relevant. I don't know how he shows up every just every five years. Nelly does one thing, and it's like unforgettable.
1: That's going to be your vote for like overall now MVP is going to be Nelly, isn't it? For all the eras, it's going to have to be Nelly.
0: I was thinking about that last night and it's, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to spoil it, but like, I, it's an interesting list.
2: (laughs) Like remember Dan had a streak where he was drinking marshmallow beers. Like now the streak (laughs) is Nelly references on this (laughs) pod. It is. See, took it over. (laughs) I feel like it started even before we were doing now for some reason (laughs) (laughs) and it's never going to end. It's never going to end.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you that, that that the Nelly version, Die Happy Man, I'm, I'm trust me, guys. Oh, it's great. But I had forgotten about that one. But I'll go right into my uh, the worst song that I forgot about. And I forgot about this one. I actually forgot about this song. Lucas Graham, Seven Years. I <laughs> hate that song. I hate that song so, 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 so much. I, I just, like, whatever, Lucas Graham, he's actually a nice person. At, I mean, in, you know, the group or whatever. But, like, man, man. No. no. Yeah. once I was seven years And I know it's about his dad and all this sad stuff. I get it. But, man, songs that were popular, that were huge. That song was so big. And I'm like, I... I'm so happy that I completely left that song in whatever year that was 2017 whatever mm-hmm. but man Lucas Graham worst song
1: that's a great pick I totally agree with you <laughs> um this was probably the hardest thing for me to choose because there were so many good contenders honestly <laughs> worst song um, and there was one or two commonalities in every song that I because I'm going through it and I'm like yep putting this on the worst list and then i make my decision megan trainer makes an appearance in just about every single one of the songs that i chose um one in particular chris with your favorite uh charlie pooth marvin Gaye. Mm. by charlie pooth and megan trainer is just a trash song it's, it's no good we didn't need it and i didn't need to hear it again uh no by megan trainer
2: Is is, horrible. No, no, no.
1: how did talking about fooling America that those songs were good? She deserves in the hall of fame with LMFAO. Mm -hmm. Um, but but for me, but for me, the the worst song that I tried so hard to forget about because it was on so many commercials and the Olympics and everything is Fight Song by Rachel Platten, and I just (laughs) hated that song from day one and still do. I never needed it. And I really didn't even need to just see it. I didn't even listen to it. I knew what it was. I skipped it immediately and I didn't need it again. So that's the one for me.
2: I'm changing my pick. That's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate that song so much. I, oh. and like my, my wife, Katie loves it. So if it comes on in the car, like she turns it up and I just, I can't stand that song. Yeah. That I changed my mind. That's, that's what it is. I've had arguments. I remember having arguments with your wife about
1: that song, about (laughs) how much she loves it and how much I hated it when it when it was out. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Because like when you said Olympics, there were actually two contenders.
0: Katy Perry's Rise is on one Mm. of these as well. And that song is awful. And it was another (laughs) one of those NBC Olympic theme songs for like months before the Olympics and all the way through the Olympics. And yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought you were going there. So <laughs> Olympic theme songs, man.
1: <laughs> oh, it can be rough. They make the look. wrong selection. You're hearing that song, bitch, for a <laughs> month straight, and you're going to get sick of it.
0: Oh, all right. Well, who is the MVP of this now era? Dan, go for it.
1: Uh, for me, I wanted to pick Nickelback just because they didn't release any music during this era, which <laughs> added value to everything. <laughs> So in terms of most valuable, they added value by not being on any of these, for the first for the first time. So I thought about I thought about Nickelback, um, but I'm going with EDM groups and EDM DJs, uh, the likes of Calvin Harris, Kygo, Zed, The Chainsmokers, TSO, Marshmello, DJ Snake, Diplo. All of those guys and girls were dominated this era of music. They changed music in my opinion, forever. They absolutely changed uh, the path of music, whether they were releasing songs by themselves, and then they featured artists which enhanced their careers and the, uh, the, the singer's careers as well, and they collabed on some of the most amazing things. It's really opened the world of collaborating with music so, so much more. So just that EDM DJ super group uh, is, is who I select as the MVP.
0: I like it. All right. I will go next. My MVP, One Direction. Ooh. One Direction shows up here as a group and with several solo songs. And I mean, I have said this on Twitter before and things like One Direction is the greatest boy band of all time. It's just what they are.
2: We're going to have to have whether- another bracket, I think. I can't I smell yeah. a bracket.
0: <laughs> the greatest boy band of all time. And it's because of what they did as a group and what they did solo. Like not everybody can break away and still be in and still have big success, but they do it. And then all through these now albums, you're just like, it just, they just pop up, you know, even ones that have slightly decent songs that not great songs, but it's just like now horn shows up, Harry Styles shows up, Liam Payne shows up. You're just like, okay. Like they show up on these nows as a group and solo one direction.
2: Those are both really good picks. Um, I had Bieber. Uh, because he's in there a lot and yeah. he was in there a lot for the, the third vo- volume of Now's that we um, reviewed as well last week. So uh, he's a two-time MVP candidate, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it was again, going back to a comment I made earlier about how uh, 61 the, the one that we picked was one that I just never was compelled to skip past. I'm never compelled to skip past Bieber. Um, They're all hits and every occurrence that he had when there were quite a few of them, um, I was tuning in. So I adjusted Bieber.
1: That's solid. Yeah. Yeah, Hard not to pick Bieber. Um, I do want to give a shout out on a real mention. Ariana Grande was incredible during this era. It's she's still in her prime and it was her prime throughout the the whole thing. I think we maybe started to hear a little bit of her in the last uh, era that we talked about last week, but she was a hard one not to not to pick because songs that she was featured on in singles, it was just boom, boom, hit. There was no there's no second tier Ariana Grande song that makes an appearance anywhere here because there aren't very many of them because they're all great. No. So had to say that.
0: No, that's that's very true, guys. Well, uh, that has been now. That's what I call brunch volume four. And we will be doing a bunch of stuff leading up to this uh, till we crown this winter, which I'm very excited about this conversation and how we're going to. <laughs> talk about now 5 and now 61 in the same right the same <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this but it's it's going to be entertaining. Well, uh, let's get to more music here. Uh what we're listening to currently on the brunch break down. Chris, tell me what you listen to, man.
2: Yeah, so uh the one I want to start off with is <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly who I've put on here a ton. Um he's actually performing live tonight, I think on CBS in a, I think it's a benefit concert of some sort. So mm-hmm. it'll be over by the time anybody listens to this, but, um, they had a, a really, uh, long interview with him. Um, just breaking down, you know, the transition of his music and the transition of him as a person and everything that he's been through. And, um, I mean, it was a ton of stuff that I, I never knew about him, Uh, and led me to dive back into Tickets to My Downfall and just appreciate once again how amazing that album was. I did not know that it had over half a billion streams in the first week, I think it was, which is just absurd. Um, And also back to something we talked about, I think it might have been last week um, or maybe two weeks ago. He has... Whether you like it or not, he has put that genre of pop punk back on the map, which I really appreciate. So I don't know what I'm going to put back on the playlist yet this week. Um, I'll figure it out and it'll be on there. But uh, just another opportunity to show appreciation for how amazing that album was. That's uh, what I was listening to today. Nice. I love Solid. it. Love it. Yeah
1: sneaky uh maybe a sneaky we got our brunchies coming up here in a couple of weeks uh sneaky artist of the year candidate machine gun kelly yeah i think we throw him out there um i'll go next uh i'm gonna put on a single from um, an artist madison beer uh you may or may not be familiar with her because of her social media following uh or because of her music um whatever you choose fantastic but you should take more interest in her music if you're not as much uh, aware of it. Again, huge social media following, but um, for for good or bad, whatever it is. Uh, but as an artist, she has released a number of songs, and she has a highly anticipated uh, forthcoming album due out in February. Um, and she released a song called Boy Shit <laughs> uh, this past week. And it's just an incredibly genius pop song with a super catchy chorus um it's a short song she takes care of business and 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 hits end uh on this song it's less than three minutes long but uh it's one that'll be playing in your brain uh for much longer than that uh boy shit by madison beer great song for the playlist this week nice nice madison beer have been doing it for a, a while
0: yeah a while mm-hmm all right, uh, boys, Jack Harlow just put out his debut album, and it is hit or miss, but the hits are great. Because, I mean, you've already heard What's popping. great song. You've already heard Tyler Hero, it's great. Um, but he's got the song on there called 21C Delta that I just love. And I think, because there's, there's a lot of features on there, of course. I mean, young rapper, of course, you want to put Big Sean's on a track that's good, the, the baby's on a track and stuff like that, but... This, but when he's by himself, he's at his like he's he's at his best because he he has great beat selection. He knows exactly how to. I mean, his 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 flow is just like really really good. I just I like listening to Jack Harlow and I like listening to hear him hear him by himself. He just says a lot of not interesting things, not very interesting things. Just knows how to make cool shit sound really cool. Like he just sounds like a really good hang, Jack Harlow, and that's why I like listening to him by himself because he just seems like a good hang. So 21C Delta, Jack Carlo. Nice.
2: Nice. Uh, The second one I want to put on is, uh, you know how Spotify gives you, you know, the recap of your year, who you've listened to, the most played songs, all that type of stuff. So I know that the brunchies are coming up and I've started to, you know, look at what I think was the best from the past year. Luckily, Spotify tells you things that you don't even realize. Um, One of my top (laughs) songs from this year was from a band called Broadside. Their song Coffee Talk And, um, it makes sense that that is the most listened to song for me from this past year, because I dare you to find a catchier chorus to a pop punk song. So I'm going to put it on the playlist. It's been on the playlist before. (laughs)
1: I'm
2: going to put it back on the uh, playlist this week. Uh, broadside with the song coffee talk. We're putting it back on
1: challenge accepted. Okay. (laughs) I'll find one. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) uh let's see it's my turn um yep. i'm gonna put uh uh noah cyrus on the play- playlist this week we did her sister miley uh, a couple of weeks ago her album came out she's dropped a couple of singles so far this year but her, her uh, little sister noah is having a great career uh, all in her own and she's really evolved in her style of music as well uh but she released a single called all three it's kind of a twisted love song, if you really break down uh, the lyrics, um, but it's a softer uh, acoustic song with acoustic guitar. Um, the vocals are very vulnerable uh, in it, and there's just kind of this simple bass drum beat that, that drives the song. Um, the last chorus in particular showcases like a tremendous vocal range that we don't always get from her uh, in this song. If you want to watch the music video, I recommend not doing it at work um do it in the privacy of your own home with no one else around but the song itself just listen to the song itself all three by noah cyrus really really great song
0: dan noah cyrus fan went to a concert me and dan went to uh see noah cyrus the night before coachella
1: that's right and
0: <laughs> funny thing was we're at it's a small venue we're at uh because it was like her first headlining show right and yeah. i, I wait because i got free tickets for work and was like sweet like Dan, me and a couple of people went and up in like the, the risers, which is not a big place. It's not a big place at all, no. but up there it's like Miley, Billy Ray, all like cheering on Noah. Like they're at like a, a middle school recital. It, it was, was like one of the funnier things I've ever <laughs> seen. It's like, you're at, you know, you're at the troubadour in Hollywood where like all these big performers perform their first times. And, you know, Elton John did residencies there in the seventies and stuff like that. And it's like, there she's performing and they're up there like literally cheering her on like she was you know in a middle school pageant. It was, it was amazing.
2: Good. It was amazing. I'll never forget pretty. that show. <laughs>
0: yeah. Pretty great. All right, um my next one is uh, uh lean with it rock with it. You know, the franchise boys. Lean with it rock with it because um <laughs> uh because no, uh, did I say the wrong group? Did I say the wrong group? Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Lean with it rock with it. You know what I'm talking Damn about? Franchise Because boy, man. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I just want to make sure I said the right group. But anyways, Lee way rock with it. Um, because I watched, uh, because I watched Safety on that's now on Disney Plus. I want to talk about this last week, but I didn't know if I'd say something wrong and get in trouble or whatever. So I'm saying it now, <laughs> and it is, uh, it's super good because it's set in 2004. It's a story about a guy who played for Clemson and had to raise his brother while he was at Clemson. It's a really, really good story. Um, but the, but it's set in 2004, and the, and the soundtrack is all music from that era like they didn't skimp on getting music rights for this because it is all that music and it is so awesome and it's like and the clothes in it are great it just it kind of like throws you into back to 2004 with baggy jeans and throwback jerseys and all this stuff and it's but like the soundtrack is great and just hearing lean with it rock with it and like seeing people do it and like at a party is just it's still there's just still nothing that brings America together like lean Wit it rock with it maybe lean back but lean with it rock with it is just just everybody like every everybody of a certain age just knows what to do
2: that is true uh that movie you know i'm i'm glad that it's it's tough out there for clemson so i'm glad they were able to get something in their back pocket for recruiting Um, (laughs) good good for good for clemson they they needed that
0: i love you chris only you (laughs) only you (laughs) right (laughs) could turn this heartwarming Disney plus movie into (sighs)
1: it's like, oh, Clemson needed more people. Chris, be glad, be glad this wasn't a Notre Dame story and it's like Rudy part two. And it's, you know, just, just be glad. It's not that.
2: I just say, man, like the Clemson already had every kid wanting to play there. And now little kids are going to watch this movie on Disney and like be Clemson fans from the time they're five years old. And yeah, good for Clemson. You know, they didn't have the following, but maybe they'll build one now. That's, that's good for them. Um, <laughs>
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Cause there's things in the movie that are just like, Oh, if I were in would be like, I got to play there. I'm not joking. I never <laughs> thought about it that way until I'm just now thinking like, Oh
2: man, if I saw that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The rich get richer uh, <laughs> in college football. Um, my last song is uh, leaving by Jesse McCartney because last week, Talked about that nostalgia earlier on. Last week, from all the music we listened to, I had hard nostalgia coming on and I needed to listen to some of those songs that I really loved in the past. Jesse McCartney, man another like we talked i i fifth harmony's five years old i didn't know what they were doing what the hell is jesse mccartney doing i have no idea but that was a great song and i loved it That was back when i was working in at radio disney with uh daniel dudley over there um in pittsburgh that was a great jam so yeah we'll put it on the playlist yeah
0: jesse good good he was on the mass singer him and bow wow were on the same season wow (laughs) that's what i got
1: uh, Chris shocked You didn't go
2: with a, with a poother with a Charlie Puth song. Really surprised. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I really, by that. I actually thought about another Carrie Hilson song, but I thought, ah, three. That's a much. little. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, my last one is going to be from, and uh, a group that many people probably haven't heard of uh, unless you're really into the alternative uh, indie pop, indie rock scene, uh, the band Camino and probably better known for uh, their big hits such as Daphne Blue uh, and See Through. They've been pe- featured on some songs with uh, Dee Dee, with Chelsea Cutler. Uh, that one's not that old, and they were on All Time Lowe's album. Uh, actually, they were featured on a song, which was an incredible album, period, but then that song is really good, too. So I'm hoping that that pushes them uh, into the spotlight a little bit further, but they released a song called Roses, um, and it's kind of about you know, a lot of their songs aren't always happy, optimistic songs, and they kind of wanted to take the opportunity and, and change the course a little bit after such a bad year uh, for everybody. And kind of, you know, stopping and smelling the roses, uh, trying to see the, the good in bad things uh, and things like that. It's it's alt-pop perfection. It's it's so good. Uh, a really great sound that'll, you know, also stick in your head for, for days to come. Um So again, I I really think there's a bright future for these guys. If you don't know them, get to know them quickly uh, with some of those other songs. But Roses, uh, it's an author album that's going to be coming out next year from the band Camino. Nice. All right, my last one. Got a country song for you. Chris,
0: not Dan. Uh, Cassidy Pope, Hoodie. Uh, I really like songs that are about clothing, about leaving clothes at somebody's house. (laughs) And either them trying to get it back to you or them thinking about it being at your house or something, because I'm somebody who really misses a couple of my (laughs) T-shirts, you know, and I know they're not listening. But if for some chance you are listening to like the hour five of the brunch breakdown, I need you to like, uh, you know, send me some stuff. But anyways, (laughs) hoodie by (laughs) Cassidy Pope is uh, a really really good song um, reminds me a lot of like Hey Violet's hoodie they have a song called hoodie that's good too but um, hoodie is just a good song and it's just about finding someone's clothes in this shirt and in relationships and all that stuff so Casty Pope hoodie
1: that's what we're listening to boys that was amazing an amazing subtweet within a podcast I don't know how you did it but that was great <laughs> yeah I'm always getting myself in trouble with those but yeah you know. <laughs> It is. Yeah, it
0: is
2: what it is. Check the DMs tomorrow. See who ends up messaging us. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, and that has been the Brunch Breakdown.
0: <laughs> Boys, this has uh, been a ton of fun. Uh, and next week, we got Christmas. That's right. right. We got we another got special, Christmas.
1: special episode, Christmas <laughs> episode next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next oh. week Christmas,
0: we got uh, we got some other stuff. We got the brunchies. We got the end of now. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Leftovers episode. So keep it locked to the
1: brunch breakdown. I'm out of here. Bye.